The ticking of the grandfather clock in the hallway echoed in the shrouded darkness of the parlor. Emmy Courtney sat on the black horsehair sofa, her hands clasped in the folds of her silk skirt. She stared into space as she desperately tried to imagine she was some other place, that the reason her friends and neighbors were gathered in her house on this sultry August day was something else entirely. The clatter of carriage wheels on the fine plank streets outside the open window couldn't drown out the beat of her heart pounding in her ears. He can't be dead. I have to wake up. This is just a nightmare. A nightmare. She repeated the litany to herself as she closed her eyes to avoid the pitying eyes of her friends. Only last week, her life had been perfect married to a handsome, up-and-coming lawyer in the burgeoning town of Wabash, Indiana. Her life seemed like a fairy tale come true. The war between the states was over, and parties and gay life were everywhere. But now, her dashing husband lay buried in a grave under the rain drizzling down outside. The nearly overpowering scent of the flowers massed around the room couldn't quite cover the stench of decay that had wafted up from the casket and permeated the room for the last few days. That undeniable smell told her quite clearly that this wasn't a nightmare. Her neighbor, Lolly Sailors, touched her shoulder. Do try to eat a bit, Emmy, dear. She handed her a cup of tea and a small bowl of stew, then sat beside her. Emmy took it and forced a sip of tea down her tight throat. I still can't quite grasp it, you know. I keep expecting Monroe to come bursting in the door, shouting for me to get my cloak and go for a drive or something. I don't think I'll ever forget the sound of the horses screaming as the carriage rolled over. You were lucky to get off with only a concussion. But Monroe, I needed more time with him. Emmy broke off, too choked to continue. Her eyes misting with tears, Lolly patted Emmy's hand. I know, dear. It had been three marvelous months. Emmy had lived securely in a love that she'd never before experienced, a love that shone from Monroe's laughing brown eyes whenever he looked at her. How did you meet? Sometimes it helps to talk about it. Emmy smiled as the memory swept over her. Things were always difficult at home, and I often took off to walk along the river. My father had been particularly nasty one day, and I went to my favorite spot at Hanging Rock. I was sitting there wiping tears when Monroe stepped out of the shadows with a daffodil in his hand. He said, No one as beautiful as me should look so sad, and he wanted to do something to make me smile. And did it? No one could be sad around Monroe. He was always so full of life and laughter. He said his goal in life was to never see me cry again. Her throat thickened. He would have been grieved to see me now. One only had to see how he looked at you to know he adored you. Lolly took a sip of her tea. Have you thought yet about what you will do? Emmy shook her head. I haven't heard from Ben and Labe since they left for the Dakota Territory. I don't have any other family. I just hate it that you're here all alone, so far from your kin at a time like this. Emmy nodded. She was used to it, though. She and her brothers had never been close. 
and after her mother died, her father was almost always drunk until his death three years ago. Emmy had grown up in a ramshackle country home just outside town with the animals for friends. Her brother Labe had given her sporadic attention, but Ben ignored her, except when he wanted something. Ben was obsessed with making the Crofner name stand for something other than the town drunk. He would have approved of Monroe. She'd never had a best friend and didn't really know how to have fun until Monroe swept into her life like a whirlwind. They'd married after a courtship of only six weeks, and after three months of marriage, she still felt she hadn't even begun to know her fascinating husband.